Hey, this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. We're starting a series called Great Faith today, and we're going to go from Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. Can you read this out loud? And loudly, let's fill this room with the voice of God's word today. Ready? Read. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Let me read it back to you today. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I want you to notice that faith isn't just something that's, it's nice to have faith, you know, or people will say faith in a lot of different ways. They'll say, hey, what faith are you? As if it's identified with some type of belief or denomination or a group of people. The, the, the main point is that I believe that Jesus is the Lord of my life. He's the Son of God, and he came to die for my sins. That's my faith. But can I tell you, there's specific faith that we all have about certain things in our lives. And this morning, I want to I point out to you, the Bible says without faith, it's impossible. Say the word impossible. To please God. To please God. It's impossible to please God. Faith is required in order to please God. And so point number one on your notes is this. Faith is required to please God. It's not an option. Now, I know you might say, well, I already have faith. Well, have faith about what? You might have faith in Jesus as the Lord of your life, but when you're praying for whatever you prayed for this morning, do you have faith about that? Well, generally, I believe that God can. Well, believing that God can meet your need isn't necessarily faith, right? I believe that God can today save the whole world you know, billions and billions of people. But do I believe it's going to happen? No, then I don't have the faith for that particular thing. You may have a cold this morning or you may have an ache in your body and you prayed and you said, I'm going to pray for healing this morning. And you say, Father, your word says by your stripes I'm healed. And so I believe your word this morning and by faith I receive it. And then someone right afterwards says, how are you doing? Oh, man, I don't know. I sure hope I'm healed. Do you have faith? No. And I want, to show you, I want to show you why. Faith is required in order to please God. Now, not just be in a state of pleasing God, but in order to accomplish the pleasing of God or to accomplish the mandates that God has laid out for your life. See, when God tells you to do things, a lot of times if it's God, it, it's impossible. Things that God asks you to do requires God to help you to do them. Things that you and I come up with, most of the time we come up with them because we can figure out how to come up. We say, yeah, it's sort of like goal planning. And we kind of say, okay, goal planning, I I can do this or I can do that. Well, it doesn't require faith. It kind of requires reasoning and figuring it all out. Faith, though, God will come and say, I want you to get up and go do this. I remember two years ago, I was in prayer about our congregation in Anaheim. And the Lord spoke to me, put in my heart through a series of prayer and said, I want you to get up, pick up your family, move to Memphis, Tennessee, and go start a church. And can I tell you, I thought, I don't know how to do that. 
I'm, I'm not only heavily involved in a church, I'm employed at a church, I'm, I'm, my whole family's vested in this church, I, I have you know, people that I'm working with on a day-to-day basis, I'm a big part of this vision, I don't know how to do that, but in my heart I knew it was God, so I said, well, with God, with faith in my heart, I can please God and accomplish the thing that God's called me to. You know, for me, that's one of my testimonies, but you have one of those too. That God will say to you something and you go, I don't know how it's going to come to pass. That's why it's called faith. That's why it's called faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. If you saw it, then you wouldn't need faith. You only need faith if you don't have sight or if you don't see it. So faith is required to please God. Faith is required to step out and do the things God's called you to do. I want you to notice a couple of verses in here, or a couple of points on this. The Bible says, he who comes to God. What does that mean? Well, that's prayer. That's prayer. You know, sometimes you'll hear people say, hey, right now, let's, let's gather around and come before the Lord. What are they saying? Let's pray. Let's turn our eyes to Jesus. So when he says, he who comes to God, he's saying, he who prays or turns their attention toward God must believe. So praying requires believing. He who comes to God must believe. Say the word must believe, words. Prayer without believing will not work. Prayer without faith, without believing will not work. It's sort of like, you know, I have four kids, we have four kids, and uh, which means that we've gone through a lot of toys and a lot of things that required batteries, <laughs> right? In fact, it's one of the things that, you know, when we get to Christmas time and you'd have, you know, a few toys and a few gifts and stuff, you always go, oh, did we forget the batteries, right? Because all these things require batteries because what would happen if you got the toys or you got the things and you didn't have the batteries, then what would happen is they'd pull it out, they'd unwrap it, and they'd go, oh, this is cool. You know, the, the, the car or whatever it is, and they had to have those batteries. And sometimes the batteries, you know, they require those big D batteries, or they require, you know, more expensive batteries. And you're going, man, the toy costs 18 bucks, and the batteries cost 16. You know, why? Because the batteries powered the car. Can I tell you, it, it's not just about saying, oh, this car doesn't work. No, it's, it's saying, does the car have batteries in it to make it work. I wouldn't go take back the car and say the car didn't work. No, I would say, does it have batteries? And sometimes I like to look at those packages that say batteries included. You know what I mean? Batteries included. Do you know that faith is the batteries to your prayer? Faith is the thing that makes the prayer work. Sometimes we think that our prayers aren't working, so let's just pray more. Maybe God didn't hear us. Let's just pray louder. (laughs) God, (laughs) can you hear me? Let's just get more people to pray. Because, you know, I got people all over the church praying. I got all my whole family. I got people praying all over the country. You know, that, that's not what makes prayer work. The Bible says here, listen, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith is required. It says, he who comes to God must believe. Can you say the words must believe? Prayer without believing will not work. Prayer without believing is wishing. Prayer without believing is like before you blow out your birthday cake and you say, make a wish. That's how a lot of people pray. But that's not how God called us to pray. And then he says, must believe what? That he is a rewarder. Can you say the word rewarder? He's a rewarder. One way that God rewards is by answering your prayer. One way that God rewards is when you're praying that those prayers come to pass. 
Notice God didn't say come and pray to him as a beggar, but come to him and pray as a believer. Not a beggar, as a believer. Are you, when you pray the majority of the time, do you pray as a beggar? Oh God, I pray that you may. Please, God, come as if you're a little beggar, coming to the Lord, trying to get a little bit out of God, just as leftovers, oh God. But no, he says, he who comes to God must believe that he rewards those who diligently seek him. Sometimes we don't have our prayers come to pass, not because we're not praying enough, because we're not praying in faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Point number two, faith makes prayer work. Prayer does not make faith work. Faith makes prayer work. Prayer doesn't make faith work. Mark chapter 9 and verse 23, Jesus said to him, listen, Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Notice what Jesus, who said this? Jesus, right? If you can believe, all things are possible. Sometimes we wonder why our prayers don't work and we're just trying to, again, pray more. But listen, it's not about just praying more. It's about believing. If you can believe, Jesus said, all things are possible to him who believes. So the question is not, is it possible to God? The question is, is it possible to you? Rarely do you ever hear someone who doubts God's ability to do something. In fact, isn't this popular where we say, let's pray for brother this or brother, brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so. And they say, well, you know God can do it. You know you might as well have not said anything. Of course God can do it. God can do anything he wants to do. But that's not what we're praying for this morning. Nobody uh, doubts the ability of whether God can. It's the ability of whether God will. It's God's willingness to do it. And our faith is not in the ability of whether God can. Our faith is in the ability of God, does God want to and will he do it? That's why the guy came up to Jesus and he said, Lord, if you're willing, I know you can. And what did Jesus immediately say? I'm willing, be cleansed. What was he saying? He says, it's not about if I can, I will. Yes, be healed. See, in this series, I believe that the Lord wants to increase some people's faith this morning. So that our prayers aren't just, we need to be a praying church. No, we need to be a praying church with believing. Amen? Believing that God can and God will. So the question's not whether it's possible for God. The question is, is whether it's possible for you when you pray. If you can, he said, all things are possible. I want to ask you this question. What if you can't? He said, if you can believe, all things are possible. What if you can't believe? Are all things possible? No. He said, if you can believe, all things are possible. What if you can't believe? Are all things possible for you? No. They're all, they're all things are possible for God, but are they possible for you? No. Why? Because faith is required in order to see your prayers come to, come to pass. Remember in the Bible where it says that he, after he was anointed by the Holy Spirit, went back to his hometown, and the Bible says that they, didn't have, they had unbelief, they couldn't believe, so he could only do just a few minor things, you know, heal some sick and uh, heal some colds and, you know, some minor things. The Bible says in that place he could do no mighty work. Why could he do no mighty work? Because of their unbelief, it says. So without belief, without believing God, without faith, we can't possess the things that God has for us. You say, but I thought it was if it's the will of God. No. You say, well, if it's the will of God, it'll come to pass. If it's the will of God, it'll come to pass. That's not true. 
Because let me ask you, is it the will of God that everyone come to receive salvation? Yes. Will they? No. So if it's the will of God, I thought it would happen. Well, brother, it, you know, it, it's a, uh, no, no, no. See, we use that as an excuse sometimes because we don't really know what's going on. So we say, well, if it's God's will, uh, you know, it'll happen. If that's the truth, then why even pray? Because if it's God's will, it's going to happen anyway. See, there's no responsibility on my part whether it happened or not. But I want you to notice what Jesus said here in Mark chapter 9, verse 23. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So the question is, can you believe what God's saying? Matthew chapter 21, verse 22. This is Jesus again. Jesus said, whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you'll receive. Did he say, whatever things you ask in prayer, you'll receive? No. He said, whatever things you ask, what? Come on, say it out strong. Believe. Whatever things you ask, believing you'll receive. Sometimes we wonder why our prayers aren't answered and we just think, let's pray more. Nope. It's like, let's buy, another let's buy another car without batteries and see if that works. Won't work. Let's buy 10 of them. Won't work. We can pray more all day and not see our prayers come to pass. We're a praying church. Yeah, but are we a believing church? But it's not just about believing. It's about believing and praying. It's both. How did you get saved? What does Romans 10, 9, and 10 say? That if you confess with your mouth, if you do what? If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and... Believe in your heart that God's raised him from the dead. You will be saved. How did salvation come? Confession and believing. He, and then he goes on and explains it. For with the heart one believes to righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made to salvation. In other words, it's not just believing that gets you saved. It's believing and confessing. It's not just believing that gets your prayers answered. It's believing and asking. You have not because you ask not. But it's not just about asking. Because how many of you have asked things from the Lord and he hasn't given them to you? Yeah, and then you just say, well, you know, I'm not sure what it is. Well, I'll tell you what part of it is. I'll tell you what it at least could be. Some of it could be that we didn't put the batteries in the car. Some of it could be that we know it's God. Have any of you ever prayed prayers that you know it's God's will to come to pass, but it hadn't come to pass? See, because I think we can pray and just say, well, I'm not sure what's going on. I guess I'll just... Uh. No, at least one of the factors, in fact, the main thing, according to Jesus here, is whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive it. Can you say that out with me again? Whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. Notice the, the formula here is ask and believe and you'll receive. In the NIV version, it says here, if you believe you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Notice, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. So it's not just about praying more. Prayer is important. We're a praying church. It's about praying and believing together. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Can you turn your attention there? Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Jesus said, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Notice, Jesus said, whatever things you ask when you pray, he didn't just say, whatever things you ask when you pray, you'll receive them. No, he said, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them. And that word 
in the original language is believe that you receive them present tense. Now, well, I'll believe it when I see it. That's not faith. Well, I'll thank God when it comes to pass. That's not faith. What did Jesus tell the ten lepers when the ten lepers said, you know, they're calling across the way because they weren't allowed to come into contact with someone who didn't have leprosy. And they said, Jesus, heal us from across the way. Jesus, heal us. And what did Jesus say? Go show yourself to the priest. See, you can only show yourself to the priest after healing. What did Jesus say? He said, go act like you're healed. And the Bible says that as they went, they were healed. What did, what did he say? It requires faith. I can go, let, let me go touch you, because really, the, really, really, the answer's in my hands touching you. Well, we know that the prayer of faith, we read it in James this morning, will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. So it, it is important to lay hands and to agree and pray. But can I tell you, the majority of answers that you're going to get in your life is not when someone else is involved. The majority of your answered prayers are going to come about when you ask and you believe that you receive when you ask. When do you receive? When you ask. When do you receive the answers? When you ask. Read it again. I didn't say this. Jesus said it. He said, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe you receive them and you'll have them. When do you receive them? When you pray. Notice. Believe that you receive them, present tense, and you will, future tense, have them. Believe that you receive them today, and you will have them. You can pray right now. You can say, you know, I'm sick right now, and I, I just want to pray for healing. Lord, and I pray according to your word. I believe that your word says this, and I believe that I have it. Afterwards, you say, did you get it? Well, I hope so. Well, you didn't. You didn't. Why? Because if you got it, you got it. Now, I'm not saying that the results or that the after effects, see, the, the, the flesh or the natural always has to catch up to the supernatural. The outward always has to catch up to the inward. Things are changed in the spirit before they're changed in the natural. So sometimes we look to natural things and we say, Why, well, that, I haven't seen the results. I haven't seen this come to pass yet. That doesn't mean it hasn't come to pass. The physical world has to catch up with the spiritual world. But what did Jesus say? Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you do receive them and you will have them. Ask and believe. Receive when you ask. For instance, how many of you ever been to Ikea before? Ikea, okay. Ikea was a big thing in, in SoCal. We would go to, you know, Ikea, big old warehouse, you know, place that you have to put things together and you go and it's kind of a warehouse where it's, it's kind of, you know, they have a showroom, but then you say, okay, I want to take that table or I want to take that chair home. And they say, oh, no, you can't do that. You have to go down to the warehouse. And in the warehouse, that table is all pulled apart in different pieces, and it's in a box. And you say, in a box, right? And you go and you take a tag up to the counter and you pay for it. When you pay for it, you usually have to walk away from the pay, paying for it and you have a receipt. And then you have to walk over to the pickup counter and either you or someone else will put it on a dolly, will take it out for you, and then you can receive that thing, right? But when you went and paid for it, was it yours? Yeah. Why? Because I have the receipt right here. I received it right here. 
right? And it will come to pass. In other words, I can take it right over to this counter and pick it up over here. You know, that's how it is with things of the Lord. You walk into prayer, and in prayer, you receive those things. You receive possession of those things. They're mine. Now it's just a matter of time of coming to pass. But here's what, hap here's what happens. We don't see it that way, so we say, I'll pray, and I'll hope it comes to pass. It won't. Nine times out of ten, it won't. I'm telling you, I've done this for years and years and years. If I don't receive it in prayer, nine times out of ten, the prayer won't come to pass. And then we'll chalk it up in a conversation to it wasn't the will of God. But a lot of times it was the will of God. It was that I didn't, I didn't believe. Or we say, I just need to get more people praying. I just need to get some more people. You know, I'm, I'm going to send out a text chain. Get, get people on this text. I got 30 people praying about this. So I, now it's going to, I don't care if I have 500 people praying. If I'm not praying in faith and receiving and believing. See, we should find out what the will of God is before we pray. So that we can walk in in faith. A lot of times we don't, we don't really know what, what, what's God's will. So we walk in in prayer and it's sort of like it's not really a prayer, it's a wish. God, I really wish. But Jesus said, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. Mark eleven twenty four. out of the ESV version, it says, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So when do you receive the answers to your prayers? In prayer. But when does it, how does it play out? Plays out later on. Plays, plays out later on. That's why the Bible says lay hands on the sick and they will recover. When did healing start? When I laid hands on them. Do I see the healing? I don't see the healing. But what do I believe? I believe that recovery started. Right? When did it start? Started when I laid hands on them. Why? Because that's what the word of God says. When I prayed for healing in my own body, I'm going, maybe I'm going through something and I'm praying for healing and I have this pain and I say, I believe that the word of God says, by your stripes I'm healed. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, Psalm 103, who forgives all of my sins and heals all of my diseases. According to your word, I believe for healing today in Jesus' name. And I check my body and I don't feel any difference. But can I tell you, in my spirit, which is where I receive, in my spirit I received healing. So what does that mean? Things have to change. But where did they change first? They changed in the spirit first. They changed in the spirit first. What I'm talking about is not real common to a lot of people, but it's common to Jesus. It's common to the supernatural. He says, in, uh, so that's number two. That's number two. It's faith makes prayer work. Prayer doesn't make faith work. Number three, faith brings substance to prayer. Faith brings substance to prayer. Hebrews chapter 11, 1 says this. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You know when it says of things hoped for, I think we could say of things prayed for. Because we don't just sit and hope, we pray. God, I need help. God, I, I call out to you. And the reason, why, the reason why we're praying is because we have hope. We have hope that God can do something in our lives. So we lift up a prayer. And notice what he says, though. Faith is the substance of the things we hope for, the evidence of things. So he says there's two things. There's substance and there's evidence. That word substance literally means assurance. 
It's the confidence on the inside. When we're praying and we have confidence on the inside that God wants to bring it about, that's how we know we have faith. If we're praying and on the inside we're not confident, then we're not praying in faith. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Anybody know what I mean this morning? I'm not just talking about praying more. I believe we need to be a praying church. I, need, I believe every single one of us need to pray more. But can I tell you, you can pray more without believing, and it won't, it, I don't want to say you're wasting your time. I mean, it's good that you talk to God, but you're not praying in faith. <laughs> We're just going back to the word here. Amen? Okay. So he says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Substance means we're not praying empty prayers, we're praying confident prayers. We're praying prayers that we have assurance on the inside. What is he saying? Faith, it brings the confidence to your prayers. It brings the assurance to your prayers. Remember uh, years ago, I'm dating myself, but it was, it was probably 20 plus years ago, there was that commercial where that old lady was uh, she'd do those commercials and it was like, where's the beef? <laughs> Anybody remember that commercial? Where's the beef, right? What she's saying, she was trying to say, you give me a hamburger, but you have no beef on it. You know, that's the way our prayers are sometimes. Where's the faith? Where's the faith? See, we can pray more, but if you don't have faith, you might as well just say, twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder where you are. We're talking about praying in faith. Praying in faith. You can hear when someone prays and, uh, and believes the Lord. Now, I'm not saying acting like you believe. I mean, you can't really hear that. But, but you know, I've been, in, I've been in thousands, and I'm sure you have too, thousands of people that are praying. Say, let's gather around and pray. And someone prays as if they don't even know the Lord. Oh, Lord, we, we, just, we just ask you this little bitty thing, Lord. And we just pray, oh, Lord, that you would just... You would just come down, oh Lord, and you would just love us, Lord. And wait, now I'm thinking, I thought you said just here, and now it's just this too, and it's just this too. And Lord, we just pray that you would just, just do the little, you know what we're doing? We're praying as a beggar. I'm not saying you can't say just, I say just too. It's not, I'm not talking about just changing your, your vocabulary in prayer. But I'm talking about, we pray, we should pray with confidence. We should pray with confidence. The Bible says that Jesus spoke as one having authority and not as the scribes. What were the scribes? They were people who were around the word but didn't get the word in them. They copied the word but they didn't get the word in them. Why? Because if they got the word in them, Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If the word of God was in them, they'd have confidence. And what happened? Jesus would stand up and he would say, Father, I know that you hear me and you always hear me, so Lazarus, come forth. Oh Lord, we just pray for... We just pray for our friend Lazarus. We just pray that whatever your will is for Lazarus, we just pray. Lord, we just pray for Lazarus right now. Come on, come on, let's get everyone praying for Lazarus. Everyone, everyone praying for Lazarus. Come on, because I think if we can get more people praying, Lazarus will, is Lazarus going to come forth? No. No, we need to find out is it the will of God for Lazarus to be resurrected. And then we need to pray in faith. Notice Jesus didn't say, join hands and pray with me. No, Jesus just declared it and spoke it. Why? Because it's not just about praying. It's not just about declaring. It's about having substance to your prayers. It's about having assurance in your prayers. And we're going to talk about that in this series. The second word for it is the evidence of things. The evidence of things 
not seen. Substance changes your prayers from being a beggar to being a believer. Evidence is the proof. It's the proof. It's like I mentioned at Ikea that I walk up and uh, buy something and they give you a, a proof of purchase receipt. And I take that proof of purchase receipt and I walk over to uh, the delivery, right, and I'll say, hey, this is the receipt. And they'll say, no, you didn't buy that. What's well, not yours? Well, it is mine because look at my receipt. Well, you don't have it. I don't see it. Well, that's why I'm coming here to pick it up. But I'm handing them the receipt and I'm saying, it's purchased. It's been paid for. The Bible says that faith is the evidence of things not seen. What does it mean? It means it's, the, it's like a court, it's like a court case, and you walk in and you say, I'm telling you, this happened. And they say, do you have any evidence? Or do you have a witness? The Bible says faith is the evidence of things not seen. In other words, on the inside, when you're praying, you have the ticket that it's true. Can't tell you how many times I'm in prayer and I know that I got the answer. And I walk out and they say, did you get the answer? I got the answer. Does anything look different? Nope. Not on the outside, but on the inside, I already got the evidence. What is it? It's rest. It's peace. It's assurance. It's the ticket on the inside. The word evidence is literally like a, a title deed that you already have on something. You have the title deed. It brings confidence. It's the proof of purchase on the inside. So it's important to know that faith brings substance to prayer. Otherwise, we pray empty prayers. Number four, faith is single-minded. Write this down, single-minded. Hey, by the way, if you disagree with me on this or you think I'm crazy up here on this, just go back to the word and meditate it for a while. Let Jesus' words soak in your spirit. Because what I'm saying is absolutely the truth. Whether, whether you believe it or not, whether I believe it or not, it's absolutely the truth. Listen to this. Faith is single-minded. James chapter 1, verse 6. He's talking about when you ask for wisdom, but he's really just talking about totally. Listen, James 1, 6 says, but let him ask in faith. Say, ask in faith. Ask is prayer, faith is believing. I want you to notice those two over and over and over and over and over and over in the word. The Bible doesn't say just pray more. No, but we have to have faith when we pray. Let him ask in faith with no doubting. Say no doubting. For he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose he'll receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. But wait, I thought we prayed. And, God, and, and James is saying here, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, no, won't receive. What if I get more people to pray with me? Nope, won't receive. What if I pray more often? Nope, won't receive. Why? Because he says, let him ask in faith with no doubting. Sometimes we wonder, and I'll say it over and over and over again, sometimes we wonder why our prayers don't come to pass. It's not because you're not praying. It's because faith's required. Faith's required. When we pray, we have to have the substance. When we pray, we have to believe the word. Let him ask in faith with no doubting. Look at it again. With no doubting, for he who doubts is like the wave. What, what is a doubter like? Waves. I've been to the beach a lot. We used to go to the beach all the time. Listen. It's like the wave of the sea driven and tossed by what? What is the wave driven and tossed by? The wind. You know what that is in your life? It's circumstances. Circumstances. Driven and tossed by circumstances. He who doubts is driven and tossed by circumstances. I hear people say, 
you know, I want to pray. I, I, I'm, I've been praying, and I believe that this is the job that God wants me to get. And I say, are you, are you sure? I have faith. I believe it. And then I talk to them two days later, and they say, oh, yeah, God closed that door, and um, that's not the job that he wants me to get. I say, really? God changed his mind? Well, I, I don't know. I guess he did. No, you know what? They're driven and tossed by the circumstances. God doesn't lead us, and I'll teach you this sometime. God doesn't lead us by open and closed doors. Now, he did back in the Word before they had the Holy Spirit residing on the inside of them. But, but I can tell you, East High School, we're sitting here right now. I got a closed door eight times. Eight times. If God led by open and closed doors, we wouldn't be sitting here today. But every time I went to go get somewhere else, in fact, I had an open door at White Station. Tiffany and I were standing with the principal and the assistant principal, and they had an open door, swung wide, nicer auditorium, nicer facility. And they said, well, let's give it a try. Let's go ahead and go for it. I was standing there, and as I was standing there, I get a call on my phone, and, and I, said, I said, you know, I have an open door here. See, if God would have led by open and closed doors, you know what I would have done? I would have said, well, this is the open door. Well, that's the open door. But you know what I did? I knew the Lord was... So I, I just said, well, I, I don't... Sometimes when you know things spiritually, you don't have to explain them all to everybody. Sometimes we think we have to come out and tell everyone our stuff. No, Jesus said, don't put your pearls before swine. You don't always need... People don't always understand the things that are going on on the inside that God's speaking or God's doing. You don't even understand all the things. And if you think you do, that's immaturity. Yeah, see what's happening, brother. Dude, you don't even know. You, don't, you and I don't know what's going on on the inside. Sometimes we just get a hint on the inside of what we're supposed to do. And you know what? When people say, what are you supposed to do? I'm just, I'll just tell them I don't know. But what I do know is that's not right. I'll tell them what I do know, not what I don't know. And I remember standing there, standing there on the, on the grounds of White Station. I say, could you just give me a second? Let me put in one more call. Put in another call to here. That was the call. That opened up this, this auditorium. That opened up this school. Why? Not because there was an open and closed door, but because I believed that the Lord said, this is where we're supposed to start. Wasn't anything on me. You say, good job. No, wasn't good job. It wasn't my power that caused it to come. It was God's power that caused it to come. It was just me latching on to God's power. See, that's what's happened. It's like a, a, a train, right, that's going. You say, let's just latch on to what's going on. You don't have to come up with all the empowerment. You just have to latch on to God's power. And the Bible says here, listen, faith is single-minded. He who doubts is like a wave that's driven and tossed by the wind or by circumstances. I believe here today, I don't believe here tomorrow. The Bible says, not only will you not receive that prayer, you won't receive any prayer. Now, I didn't say it. Look at James. He's double-minded and unstable in all of his ways. Let not that man suppose he'll receive anything from the Lord. Why? Because you can't pray and doubt and expect God to bring it to pass. It's not prayer that gets it done. It's prayer with believing that brings it to pass. Somebody say amen. Ask, which is prayer, asking and believing Asking without believing is ineffective. I want you to notice again, it's not just praying more, getting more people to pray, it's praying in faith. He who doubts 
cannot receive anything from the Lord. He who doubts cannot receive anything from the Lord. That word double-minded is the Greek word dipsychos. You know, kind of sounds like psycho, right? No, I'm, I'm sure I'm not pronouncing it right. Dipsychos. You know what that literally means? Double-minded means two minds. You have one mind that believes the promises of God, and you have another mind that sees something else going on in the natural. And you want to follow both. Isn't that what happened to Peter? Peter said, Lord, if it's your will, tell me to step out of this boat. And what did he do? He stepped out and he walked. And then what, what is the thing that threw him off? The wind and the waves. Started looking at the wind and the waves. Started looking at circumstances. How many times does the Lord say, step out? And you step out and then you see circumstances. And you go, do I follow those or do I follow God? Well, if you follow both, you say, I'll just try to follow both. That's called two minds. And that's called someone who won't receive anything from the Lord. It disqualifies us from receiving from God. What qualifies us from receiving from God? Single-mindedness. Single-mindedness. What does that mean? It means I find out what God's will is, and I ask God believing in faith. Faith is required in our prayers. The, the other place that that word is in the New Testament is out of James chapter 4 and verse 8. And it says this, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Listen, cleanse your hands, sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. That's the other place double-minded is shown. Notice, I want you to notice what he says, though. Purify your hearts. Why? Because when you're divided, it's not just something that you're like, oh, I gotta change my method. No, you gotta change your heart. Because ultimately, Jesus said, you can't serve two masters. You can't serve him and serve the wind and the waves. You can't serve him and serve circumstances. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast.